listening to the Living Room North Living Room North Living Room North podcast. Well, we're in a brand new series, obviously, um, called Started in the DMs, Now We're Here. And that, God, whoever made that up, you get some points, okay? You get some points. Um, okay, no, no, quick poll. Has anyone actually started in the DMs and now you're here? Okay, you would boo. I love that so much. Did anybody slide in the DMs, now you're an actual couple? It's actually happening. Did that happen to you as well? You don't be shamed, okay? Shoot, we don't carry shame in the 2021, okay? We've been through too much, all right? If you slid up in the DMs, it's all good, okay? Um, but that's awesome. So we're, we're talking about this. We're talking about dating. I mean, obviously for one simple reason. Like, y'all not crazy, okay? We want to date well, right? Like, we have all seen what happens when somebody ratchet crazy, all out of control, unhealthy, is crazy, okay? And so we need to talk about it. Because I don't know about you, but I mean, I got a few years on me. Like, I've dated kind of crazy. We, okay, I'm going to say that for the story. I had some times, you know what I'm saying? Because I, was, I didn't get saved until I was 21, so it was well after college, okay? So that college stint there, wow, a lot happened. Um, but I know a thing or two about dating and unhealthy relationships and abusive relationships and all the things. And so it's important for us to talk about, man. Oh, it's important to us. It's important to the, the living room team. And it's important to God that we are healthy and that we do relationships really well. That we don't look up one day and be like, dang, I really regret this. I regret him. I regret her. I regret that one thing. I ain't going to tell nobody. You know, like we regret. We don't want that. We don't want shame. We don't want regret. And it festers, shame festers, regret festers when we are unhealthy. And so we're going to talk about that today. And we're going to talk about that for the next few weeks. And we're just going to get down and dirty. Now, I'm going to show y'all some pictures in a second, okay? And I'm going to be real, man. These have been in my favorites in my iPhone, not on the internet. Maybe they were on the internet. I just didn't know it. For a while. And I said, they go, they going to probably judge me a little bit. But I'm going to show y'all these ratchet pictures of me, okay? I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it with pride because we're not bringing shame into 2021, okay? So, okay, this first picture of me. Oh, my gosh. Let's just put it up on the screen. Mm. Don't know, okay? <laughs> you, you ain't got to cheer for her, okay? She was, she was a little unhealthy, okay, in so many ways. Sis loved some Chick-fil-A, okay? And she was a little thick around the edges, and that hair surely was not done, Okay? Surely was not done. And honestly, I can't remember because I was probably so drunk <laughs> that I don't remember the totality of this night. But I think my hair was straight at the beginning of the night. I think I sweated my flat iron out. I think that's what's happening in this picture. And I remember, bro, like this is freshman year. And I, I didn't date anybody. I didn't have a boyfriend. I had just got out of this crazy abusive relationship in, in high school. It was stupid. Then I went to college and lived it up. I mean, I was sleeping with everybody. I was twerking in the club. I mean, it was crazy. I was high all the time. It was nuts, okay? I'm just going straight here. Y'all okay with that? Okay. All right, wait a minute. I'm like, look, I don't care. I don't care about I'm going to say what I need to say, okay? I was crazy, and it was wild, and I was unsaved, and it was just nuts. But I remember, man, I looked up, and all of my friends, after, like, freshman year, they started, like, getting in relationships. And I'm like, well, this is crazy because I've been sleeping with everybody, and I still ain't got a boyfriend. Like, I just don't really understand what the problem is. I'm giving it up, Okay. And I was like, well, maybe it's because, like, I'm a little, like, not cute. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to get in the gym. That's why it's not working out. Like, I'm going to get cute on these boys. I'm going to get my hair done. I'm going to go to the gym twice a day. And somebody introduced me to Beachbody's P90X. 
Y'all, bro, it went from like, I'm gonna die if I continue doing this workout to like full on like bodybuilding, y'all. I mean, I got super obsessed with the gym. I did like P90X in the morning. Then I went like to the local gym. I did Insanity. I don't know if y'all heard of Beachbody Insanity, but it is actually Insanity. And in a short six months, this is what your girl looked like. Can we get that? Hey! I know. My body had changed, okay? My hair, praise God, had changed, okay? I was cute. And no kidding, start getting these guys. Hey, man, you want to hang out? Want to live it up? Want to live your life? So I started sleeping with guys again. I was like, this is it. This is my moment. I'm going to get a boyfriend. It's going to be so great. Why well, I didn't get a boyfriend? I was like, now I know I'm cute, okay? I didn't took this shirt from the Goodwill and these dang vintage pants, squeezed this belt on, tied this sucker up. I know I'm cute. Okay, my eyebrows is finally done. I'm confused, okay? And I still didn't have a boyfriend. And I was so confused by that. And then the guys that I was like talking to, y'all know how it is, okay? They're like, we're dating, but not. And it's like, when I'm your girlfriend, it's like, no, we just talking. It's like, what? Even those guys that we were fighting all the time, yelling and screaming all the time, it was just crazy. And what I realized was I had changed everything about me externally but nothing about me internally. I was still insecure. I was still thinking that if I had sex with a guy, he would love me in return. I was still thinking that if I just showed a little midriff, if I got a little belly button ring, then I would be noticed and loved and appreciated and valued in all the things. I changed everything about myself externally. Nothing about myself internally. And here's the thing about relationships, bro, and what we're going to talk about tonight, all right? The most important part about relationships, the most important person in a relationship is you. Because here's the truth. You take you with you, okay? Whether it's in the gym, in the club twerking, on a football field, on a basketball court, in your relationships, you take you with you. And if you are unhealthy, you will leak. It's not like, Come on, and be honest with yourself, be real with yourself. It's not like, okay, I had this relationship, we were fighting, screaming, it was crazy all the time, but I'm gonna get into a new one and it's just gonna be fine. No, the same issues will resurface because you are not just an unhealthy person, you become an unhealthy person, boyfriend, girlfriend, friend, daughter, son, coworker, you will leak because you take you with you. And so in this first part of this relationship series, we're gonna talk about you because you are the most, part, most important part of the relationship. We're gonna do some introspective work. We're gonna ask ourselves some hard questions so that we can be the best and most dateable, healthy people. Now here's two questions I want you to just kind of keep in your little Rolodex, okay? Which, God, you guys are probably so young, you don't know what a freaking Rolodex is in your iPhone notes, okay? Or in your little notes. Um, why do you wanna date? And then why are you dateable? All right, just keep that in your notes. Why do you want to date? And why are you dateable? I'm going to dive into the first part. Why do you want to date? Like for real, for real. Most of us will probably answer with a surface level answer. We just be like, oh, well, because I just, you know, I want to be loved. I want to have companionship. I want to be able to share experiences with somebody. Like, you know, that's what I want. Now, some of y'all are a little ratchet, okay? So you're probably like, well, I just want to have sex, okay? 
and you're wrong out here, okay? But we would answer with these kind of surface-level answers. But if we really start asking ourselves the question, no, 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 no. What is behind my desire to date? What is it? And the reason why it's so important to start asking ourselves these questions, why do I want to date, is because of this right here. Many look to date to get what dating was never meant to give. I'll say that again. Many look to date to get what dating was never meant to give. Some of us are looking to date because we have a deep insecurity about being alone and abandoned. And so we really just want companionship. We want someone to be there so that we feel less forgotten. For many of us, we lack confidence and we think that somebody on our arm is gonna give us that. I was like, oh, okay, let's show it off. Many of us are struggling with addictions, porn addiction. And we think that if we get with someone in real life, it'll take away that addiction from us. For many of us, we're just flat out alone. We just feel alone all the time and isolated. And so we want to, someone to share our time with. And for many of us, we think that it'll make us more popular. Okay, well, everybody's dating. It's just the way. Like, I'm just supposed to date. Like, this is just, it is what it is. And at the end of the day, what all that is, is us looking for fulfillment in our empty and broken places. That's all that is. We are looking for fulfillment in bay because we are broken and empty. Here's one thing I want to remind you of that I think is so important. I want to challenge you not to make your boo your God. Do not make your boo your God. Well, why? <laughs> okay. Why, Tony? Why, why, why isn't that a good option? Obviously, it's not a good option. But number one, let's just let me, if we're going to answer it, you'll get hurt. Because the expectations you create for someone here on this earth will always be unmet. And it'll leave you hurt. How do I know? Bruh, because I got daddy wounds. Why do you think I was having sex with everybody? Because I deeply wanted companionship. I wanted for someone to be proud of me. I wanted someone to give me praise because my dad did not growing up. But you know what happened? I took that childhood wound and I just picked it up and I put it into someone else's hands and I got wounded and hurt again because they couldn't fulfill that. They couldn't fulfill the longing of a father, of someone to be proud of me. The second reason why you should not make your boo your God is that you'll get codependent. And codependency really is a prideful and selfish act. The truth is when we get tethered to someone, and you know who you are, oh my gosh, don't leave. Bro, I gotta go to class, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I have to go, I'm gonna get kicked out of school. I know, but you just gonna cuddle all day. Yeah, I have responsibilities, I have to go to work. Well, I'm upset with you. Well, I'm mad. You should wanna spend all your time with me. Codependency is really just pride. I am more important than the other things you have to do. And so you should be focused in on me. 
But pride comes from a deeply rooted insecurity. I'm not valuable. I'm not worthy. And so I need to project that in the form of codependency. But if you're codependent on someone, you're really just using someone. And so that's what happens. You start using people. And when they can no longer fulfill what you need, you detach completely and go to the next person. And you out here hurting people. Number three, and the reason why you should not make your boo your guy is because you'll get desperate. Come on, for some people in here, you used to be so secure. And then you realized you had a wound and you filled it with somebody. And then you started getting a little crazy. You didn't turn fine, my friends on behind their back. You're like, yeah, no, well, okay, yeah, yeah, Taco Bell. Let me just roll up, pretend like I just got. You scrolling, you didn't made other Instagram accounts, don't lie about it just so you can see, you get desperate out here, you almost, almost said something crazy, and I'm just trying to keep myself together here. But you do what I do. You have all your glory out. You're so desperate for someone to notice you. You walk and you got all your, you, hey. That's all I'm gonna give you, okay? Come on, guys, do it too. You're like, dude. doing that little peck thing with your chest. It's weird, man, stop. Ooh, and we, ooh, I'm about to go off subject, but I gotta say this. Bro, I'm like on my explore page all the time. I'm just totally, I'm just going left field here, but it's so funny. Y'all know those guys like on the TikToks, they're like. It's weird, no, come on. Three, four years ago, we would have thought it was so weird. These guys are like. It's like, what the freak are you doing? This is the weirdest, come on, they're like, there's like a couch, I'm, I'm totally going down this lane, I don't freaking care. Right? They're like, there's like a couch, you know, it's like, doom, doom, it's like real, and they're like, ah. It's weird and you know it, okay? And bro, I'm looking like, we've gotten really desperate out here. Like we are, because it's just, you know what we used to call it? Being thirsty. You're thirsty out here, trying to be a thirst trap. Hashtag thirst trap, take that if you want to, okay? Resurrect it from the 90s, all right? But we start to become desperate and we just do things out of character and it gets weird and you don't even know it because you're just spiraling out of control because your deepest fears and longings have taken over and then you're on a reel looking crazy. I'm like, sis, it's not even the freaking dance. Stop twerking on TikTok for attention. Sorry, that one took me. I didn't realize I was gonna go that far, but. And I mean, I can dance. Yes, I can do it. I know the dance, okay? But you won't catch me on there, boo, because I got a man, okay? Anyway, here's why desperation is so freaking bad. Because desperate dating quite literally is dangerous dating. Like, y'all know it, bro. You start to just do weird stuff. You start to get out of character, out of pocket. Next thing you know, you banging on somebody's apartment door, dorm door. Oh my gosh, take me back. Like, and it's just nuts. It's crazy. It is an issue. But I don't want to condemn nobody because, bro, I was there. 
I have done some wild things. I remember the reason why I actually started to smoke weed when I was a straight-up weed head every day was literally for a guy because I thought he would, he would like me more. And then I realized that weed calmed my anxiety, and it became a numbing agent. Next thing you know, I'm a weed head. I almost sold drugs. I was like a drug dealer. I'm like, dang, how did I end up here? God dang it. And you know what it was? It was literally because I needed something, but I was looking in all the wrong places for it. And y'all know how this goes, man. Like, we ain't got to pretend. We in church. Who fulfills that? For real. Come on. Who fulfills those deep places that no human can fulfill? Jesus. Like, we ain't even got to, I ain't got to punch line this thing, man. It is what it is. Jesus fulfills it. And y'all know what's next. We're about to drop some scripture on you. But why? Why do we bring scripture into these conversations? Because the truth is, thousands of years ago, the answer was created. And we are looking everywhere in the here and now for an answer that's been available to us for thousands of years. And we just haven't recognized it. And scripture says this. So this is Paul, the apostle Paul writing. It's the, the book of Colossians. You got this guy, Paul, and you got his mentee, Timothy. It's real cool. You should go check it out. It's actually like so short. It's a really short book. Like if you have like a Bible with small little print, it's like one page. But it's amazing because it's this church looking for answers. It's quite literally like what us, Okay. And here's what Paul says. He says, so then just as you receive Jesus Christ as Lord, he's talking about, obviously, salvation. Like, hey, you new believers, this is amazing. Wow, surprise. All right, you're on this journey. But just as you said yes to Jesus, you have to continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. And then he warns them of this right here. See to it that nobody, no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy. The reason why Paul brings this up is because the belief and practice of God is theology, okay? It's not like a super fancy word. It's literally just the belief and expression of who God is. And he's saying, listen, these hollow places are things like philosophy, the study of man, the education around the world. Like, that's great and amazing. And some of y'all probably take philosophy classes. I don't know where you at out here. But really, the foundation, the places that have depth is theology. It's the study of God and who he is. That other stuff is hollow. And that's what he says. He says, which depends on human tradition, philosophy, human tradition, and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. I just want to stop for a second because many of us have read dating and relationship books. And, bro, I think they're cool. I think it's so cool. Like, marriage books, like, all that stuff. Like, me and my husband, we, we all up in there. We got counsel. It's, it's popping. However, it's still hollow in comparison to the word of God and to who he is through Jesus. It's saying, hey, we have resources. Great, yes. But there is a source. Resources are great, but there is a source. And he keeps going, going, and he says this. For in Christ, so this is the answer. This is Paul literally just unpacking it. He's like, you know what to do. This is so great. Here's some direction. Watch out for this right here. And here's how you solve it. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. All this simply means deity is divine. Deity is like the, the God nature of who God is. That, that lives on the inside of us, but is not our entirety. 
God's entirety is divine. Ain't none of us created the earth and the moon and the stars, now did we, okay? The deity, that's all that is. It's just the, the divine nature of God. The deity lives in bodily form. He's talking about Jesus. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. What's amazing about this context and time in the Bible is that when Paul references power and authority, the spiritual powers that be, they were really seeing like the enemy, which is the second smartest power in the world, attack them at a really high level. And so what Paul is doing is comparing this idea that evil and sin in the world, ratchetness and overindulgence and getting too drunk out here, like all of this stuff, it falls underneath the head, which is Christ. It has to bow. It doesn't have as much power as Christ. And what's beautiful about that is that we have the access to the head. When we say yes to Jesus, when we become followers and, and we're adopted into the family of God, we get access to the power of Christ that rules over brokenness, rules over insecurity, rules over desperation, rules over loneliness. And what's beautiful about this is for those of us that have broken parts, which I kind of sort of think it's all of us because we are all imperfect and wired for struggle, but still worthy of love and belonging, for all of us in here, that are looking for fullness, for contentment, for peace, to not feel so alone in the dark. We have access to the fullness that is Christ. And he is the head. Simply put, Jesus ain't normal, okay? He's not your boo. And your boo could never be him. Jesus is divine. And even in all of his divinity, in all of God's divinity of creation, after he created the earth and the moon and the stars and all them little freaking animals, I can't even imagine creating all them little critters, all the different types of ants and butterflies and stuff, all the little colors. I can't, can't you imagine? That is crazy. And like space, I can't even remember the planets. I'm like Mars, Pluto, Pluto Saturn. That's it, I don't even know the other ones. God, God has created all this stuff. But even in all of his divinity, he stops. And he creates man. He creates Andy, Nathan, and Benny. And then he creates woman, Lauren, Tiffany. And then he puts his power on the inside of us through what his son Jesus did on the cross on the cross and then left us a comforter and a holy spirit to guide us and to lead us and to comfort us so if we know we have access to fullness why haven't we tapped into it because the truth is when we don't turn to Jesus we're empty not full Without Jesus, there is emptiness. And even for some of you in here, y'all are like, 
Well, I don't believe in Jesus yet. I don't know about all that. That's cool. But you, you know you've experienced a moment where you tried to get fulfilled with a person and they failed you. You know that a person abandoned you, abused you, took advantage of you. You know that because we're imperfect. And so if you know that humans can leave you empty, then why wouldn't you chase after the source that can make you full? And we're not saying that dating is evil, y'all, okay? But we are saying if you go on date, it would be great for you to be full, healthy, whole, so you can bring your best self to the table. All right, so Tony, what do I do? What's next? I'm not about to give you no one, two steps. I'm not dropping my best quotes on y'all. You need to figure it out, okay? So you need to ask these questions. Why do I want to date? Write them down. Pray about it, okay? Why do I want to date? Why am I in this relationship? Okay, now that may get some of y'all in trouble. I don't know. But you need to ask yourself so maybe you can course correct, okay? Why am I in this relationship? What impossible expectations have I put on him or her? Have I made a person a savior? Is my boyfriend or girlfriend my savior? Have I expected for this person to be divine, to be the answer to all my questions and all my pains and all my hurts? All right, here we go. Here's another one. What need that I have, have I tried to fill through dating that has left me empty? What need have I tried to fill through dating that has left me empty? What is it? You don't know it, go to counseling, find it out. Because this doesn't stop at dating, fam. It leaks over into your marriage, your future marriages. And you know what sometimes comes after marriages? Kids. And it leaks on them too. And some of you in here know it because your parents are divorced. You've heard your parents screaming, yelling, being crazy, and it's deeply wounded you. You've had a word spoken over your life from a parent that wasn't whole. So you know the depths of that pain. Get it right now. Last question is this. What do I need to remember is true about being in Christ that completes me? What scripture do you have that you speak over your life? Do you need to remember that we have access to a perfect God that does not only love us, but is love. The essence of his being is love. He embodies love, and so it never runs out. What do you need to remember about a God that sent his son to die for you? Ask yourself these questions, because you take you with you, and you know you better than anybody else. If you need some help processing it, find somebody, talk to somebody, get down to the root of what it is that drives you into relationships.